this is Dragon Talk. Well, welcome to another Dragon Talk, and today we'll be hearing from Ian Lucas, the Wrexham MP, also from an old player from the past, Ernie Fithian, who played for Wrexham in the 60s. And first, though, I, I would just like to say that the tragic news this week that Phil Davis, who was an absolute mainstay of the Supporters Association, died unexpectedly. It was a, a great blow to us all. A great blow because of what we have lost in terms of what Phil did. He was just one of those remarkable people who could, who would go out there and get things done. He didn't want thanks for it. He would just go out there and, and get things done. And when you, you think about the, the massive list of things which he did for us, you realise just, just what a, a gap this will be left by his loss. I mean, over the years, I'm sure I'll miss things out. It's impossible to remember all the different things he's done. He was a huge leading light in the Wrexham Youth Leagues, and I was very gratified to see my, my lad who plays at Boris Park taking part in a minute's silence before the match this morning for him as well. But then as well, apart from that, and, and that's that's just voluntary work, which is just putting yourself there for other people. He also did so much for the support association and so much for this football club. He was uh, in charge of catering for so long, that's why he was called Phil Pies. He'd often spot him with this piesy number place, of course, going around town. He was running, he'd run the away travel for many years as well. He run, ran the 50-50 the draw. The, there are so many things that Phil did. He's a, a terrific guy. But, of course, the, the, the great loss is not in those sorts of almost materialistic things. It's, it's the loss of the man. Phil was the sort of guy who made you feel welcome. The moment you, you met Phil, you felt comfortable and at home. And the moment that I met him, I felt I had a friend. And he was just the sort of person that you would bump into him in any place and in any circumstances, and you'd be greeted with a great big grin and a bucket load of enthusiasm. And that is what really, really hurts, to be honest with you, that we've lost somebody. Just such a great guy. And it just... It just sadly isn't fair. I think the way, the most appropriate way to put things across is to let you listen to the minute's applause before the game against Eastwood for Phil. so sadly missed by us all. I've moved on to other matters. I spoke recently to Ian Lucas, the Wrexham MP, who 
of course, is, is an enthusiastic supporter of the club, is often seen at the matches and played a big part behind the scenes when we were having our financial problems, of course, and were trying to ensure that we had a football club to support. I know that I've seen you many times at the game because I'm, my commentary points, I've seen you behind and just I know you played a big part as well in the helping the club with the crisis. It must have been a, you know, a busy time for you. Just talk, ask you about that, if that's OK. Uh, yeah, right, that's fine, yeah. Well, basically, I mean, obviously the club went through some really rocky times and, and you played a, a big part in us, well, pulling through it, really. It must have been I don't know, quite, quite taxing, really, quite taxing it, time. It, it was very, very difficult. I think that football clubs are a very special part of any community, and but they're very, very difficult organisations in many ways because people are so passionate about them. And I think that... When, when a situation arises where something something as important to Wrexham as its football club is under threat, it, what you do get is people pulling together, and that really happened at the time that that this was actually um, a, a real threat to, to to its existence. So what was encouraging was that so many people pulled together at the time, and and made sure that the the, the club survived. And there was a great spirit created at that time as well. I'm sure. We all remember when the club did eventually come out of administration. Um, so that was that was a very positive time for the club, and uh, it was pleasing that we could get into a situation where where there was a real prospect of the club going forward again. It was frightening because, as you said, there was a real possibility there could have been no club, and really the community would have been hit terribly hard by that. I think, wouldn't it? Absolutely. In my job. I say I'm, I'm from Wrexham, and the, the first thing that comes to most people's minds is the football team, mm-hmm. and in a positive sense as well, because Wrexham's got a tremendous football tradition. Um, we, we all know about the various cup runs at different stages, and it, it's an important part of the way that the town is presented to the outside world. So uh, it was difficult to contemplate Wrexham without its football team, and that was a real, real threat. But so that's why it was so important to save it. There must have been times on balance where that looked the most likely outcome as well, never mind just being a threat, because there were times when it, the, the intransigence of certain people really made everything look very black, didn't it? It, it felt like that, but I, I always felt that the club would pull through. And I think that the commitment of, of the people of the town to the club was very, very strong. And also, there was a lot of goodwill outside Wrexham towards the club. You know, there was all sorts of people. The sports minister, Richard Caborn, at the time was very helpful. Brian McWinnie, who was the chair of the Football League, was, was also very helpful. And that there were lots of people across, uh, across Britain who were very, very keen to see Wrexham survive and did all they could at that time. And I, and I know it would have disappointed you as well, because I, I, I was alluding earlier that I, in my old commentary points near the front of the stand, I'd often see you going past to, to take your seat, and uh, you obviously got a lot of pleasure, well, maybe pleasure is the wrong word, watching Wrexham, you obviously are committed to them in that sense as well. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I'm a real football fan. I think Wrexham supporters know that I'm originally from the northeast of England, so I've got a soft spot for Sunderland, but I, uh, I, I've really enjoyed a lot of games at Wrexham. It was a fabulous day out when the when the trip down to the Millennium Stadium happened, and that was a wonderful time uh, for us all. 
and uh, that, that great victory over South End was something that we'll all, always remember. And I think really was symptomatic of the spirit of the club at the time. I've got strong views about the dismissal of Dennis Smith, who I think was not as well treated as he ought to have been, and I've made that clear before, because he stood by the club in difficult times, mm. and, and when times got a, a little bit tough, he should have been treated in the same way, I think. Um, but that that's football, really, isn't it? It's a, it's a very difficult um, uh, uh, game, and it's, it's very difficult running a football club, and I think that uh, there are tough decisions that sometimes aren't got, got right, and I think that was one of them. But, you know, that was in the past, and we've got to look forward now and with the new manager, uh, Dean Saunders. He's had a good start, so let's hope uh, he takes the club back to the Football League. Well, yeah, it's a shame that we have to fight back, you know, having come through the bad times off the pitch. Yeah. What, a, what a shame that we then slipped down into the conference. Yeah, it was really tragic. It was, you know, probably the worst thing that's happened to the town since since I was uh, elected in 2001 mm. and um, it was intensely depressing but there's all Wrexham fans now they just weren't good enough last last mm. year and um, it was very depressing to see the team then and um, we really hope that the improvement will happen because this town needs a football league club and it needs a, a good football league club as well but there's no reason at all why we shouldn't be in as far as I'm concerned, the championship. Mm-hmm. I suppose, at least in, in some respects, it looks more promising. I guess it obviously looks promising more off the pitch than, than then, but there's the plans for the development at the ground too, which could draw a lot of investment into the town. As, although I must be honest, I feel a bit nervous of the current climate, whether this is the right time to be remodelling around the ground. I don't know whether, it's, uh, whether we should hold off on that or not. Well, I think that the Wrexham ground is obviously an important site in the town. It's right in the town... Um, gateway area really when when people first come into the town it's really important that we have a uh, a good site there and, and that it is developed properly we always want development to happen I, I know there are tough times at the moment but development will continue it may be more slow now i think that what we need to have is, is something that's that's appealing and also important to the town itself Wrexham's changing we all know that we've got a, a new university parked right next to the club, and I, I would like to see more, more um, close working between the university and the club, to to try to, for example, look at issues like student accommodation, and and I think that is a way forward that could could help both institutions in the town. But what's really clear is that we, we all need to be working together uh, for the benefit of the town. Yeah, it's, it's it's a new identity in a way of the town, isn't it? I mean, the the, the breweries are, are gone, the, the mining yeah. is is gone, but Wrexham, well, I wouldn't like to say a relic from that, but you know, with new organisations, the university, Wrexham can be a real the club can be a really big part of the town pushing forward from here, can't it? Really? Absolutely, Wrexham's got great ambition, and as as I said earlier, the, the, really the, the fact that the club went out of the league is the worst thing that's happened to Wrexham in recent years because there's been so much this positive happened you know, with the new rail services, new links to London, n- uh, new university, and all of those things uh, are bringing more and more people into Wrexham. And all these people have potential Wrexham supporters, mm. and we need to get them along to the ground, support the club, and take the club forward, because the more more um, spectators that get, they get into the race course ground, the more money the club's going to have, the better players they'll attract. And football's very impo- uh, Money is very important in football. 
Oh, that, that's that's fantastic. Ian really is wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, no, yeah, not at all. That's brilliant. So, I, how long have you been doing the uh, the hospital podcast? Oh gosh, well, I, I've been doing the commentating since the the late eighties. I've been going on for donkey's years doing that, but um. But the actual podcasts, we yeah. started, oh gosh, just over a year ago. Right. And it's great. It's really... Did you get those on the... Is it on... How do you get them? Well... I, the website? Or? Yes, that's right. On the Supporters Club's um, website. Yeah. Um, I'll email a link if you want so you can, yeah, you can see. Yeah, please do that. I'd be uh, interested. And what we do is we put... After every you match. you edit me? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you, you can go through as is. They, <laughs> they, um, you're word perfect. They, <laughs> they, it was... We do one for after every game, you know, with interviews. Yeah. But then I thought I'd quite like to have a sort of chat element to it as well. So I'd, yeah. I'd just like to contact people it would be in, with something interesting to say. And I've got to be honest with you, before I even did that, I was thinking I'd like to get in touch with you because I really appreciated all your work, mm. you know, during the crisis. Yeah. And I always thought, and I used to see you walking past me and think, oh, I'll have to ask you one. I'll have to ask you. <laughs> but, um, no, it was my pleasure. It was, yeah. uh, it's very important. I just wish they, as you say, uh, yeah. I really wish that they'd done better on the field and um you know i think that they they did the wrong thing when they sacked in us yeah. oh, oh totally absolutely it was madness then but um I just felt just felt wrong yeah. at the time and yeah. uh, anyway there we go that was then it made no logic at all did it but um okay very nice talking to you well, that's fantastic thank nice you so much i really appreciate it and thank you introduce yourself the next time you see me oh i shall, I shall. although yeah. i'm a comedy okay. point slightly different now so i don't see you often now but if i, if I do I'll, I'll come across right cheers oh thank you very much now. cheers bye-bye I also spoke recently to Ernie Fethian, an ex-Wrexham striker from the 60s who was an entertaining character, living in South Africa now, and he had plenty of angles on, well, a, a few things that happened in the past, some rather interesting tales came out of him. Well, I just want to ask you about you know, your time at, at Wrexham itself, I mean, you, you arrived... Yeah, well, I was there, when did I come, 62, I think it was, yeah. 63... 62, 63? 62, I think, yes, yes. I think mean, it was 62, yeah. I went in part for Wynne Davis. When he went to Bolton, I came um, to uh, uh, to Wrexham. That was when Ken Barnes was the manager. What sort of guy was he? So, yeah. Ken, yeah. great guy. Yeah. Um, when he used to play uh, football, well, I was used to a long ball game at Bolton, and with Ken Barnes, he... Uh, he wanted us uh, to play the shorter game, and I learned a lot more football from him than I, in the, I think we were fourth division then, yeah, yeah. than I did when I was at Bolton in the first division. <laughs> you know, although <clears throat> it's a different standard, but the soccer was good with Barnes. He, he used to still play. He was the ex-Manchester City player. Mm -hmm. He was he, part of that Revy plan where they pushed it around, and... Uh, no, he, he was good with Ken. I, I enjoyed playing for him. He used to lose his rag, though, and give us a right shouting at at times. <laughs> and, yeah. and you got promoted straight away. You, you arrived, yeah, that's right. We got, we got promotion, yeah. yeah. We played in the Welsh Cup a couple of times. Cup final. Yeah, I've seen you scored in the Welsh Cup final, but you but lost in the end. I was yeah, just we lost in the end. Yeah. Uh, real, I think we played of all places. And yeah. I, I was looking as well, I don't remember, when you got promoted, it was a draw with Colchester where you got promoted because the results every, elsewhere went your way. So That's right, there was something to that effect, you're quite right. Yeah, because we played a double-header against, uh, who was it, no, it was Exeter over Easter, and there was, a, there was a, the end of that year, there was a query whether or not the game was fixed. Oh, gosh. If I remember, there was something to that effect. Yeah. But it was all cleared up, I believe. There was nothing done. But I don't remember, I used to get kicked to pieces by the ten half, so he, he couldn't have been in on it. Kicking the hell out of me, he wasn't. But uh, no, it was, 
And it was good. I enjoyed my time at Wrexham. Yeah. I mean, we used to get crowds of over 10,000 every game. Oh, wow. And a big crowd as well. I think when you played Liverpool in the Cup, didn't you? Yeah, we played Liverpool in the Cup. I remember that. I played in that game. Yes. I think I ran through Ron Yates' legs twice. It nearly didn't go ahead. And this was lots of snow on the pitch, wasn't there? The Sorry? There was lots of snow on the pitch, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. I think there was. There could have been snow. It could. Have, it, was, it was always cold there. <laughs> but no, no, I remember that. They had all the stars playing in those days when they played them. And uh, the other thing in the cup I, I was reading about was you played in goal, didn't you? I played in goal against Altrincham. Yeah, what happened? We were playing Altrincham in the cup at um, um, at Altrincham. There wasn't a clear day, and after about five or six minutes, Albert Dunlop did his cartilage, he was the goalkeeper, yeah. and he had to go off, and in those days there was no subs, yeah, so yeah. I went in goal because I've done it a few times, and I think I played 75 minutes in goal, <laughs> five minutes centre forward, and it was abandoned because the fog came down the pitch, oh. and I'll tell you what, I couldn't see Alan Fox <laughs> standing on the edge of the, uh, the penalty box from the goal line, <laughs> that's how bad it was, and uh, what do you call it? I got dropped for the replay, how's that? Oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> I didn't play in the replay, but he left me out because he said the pitch was a little bit too mm. small for our normal game and he put in Big Brian Whitehouse instead of me. And then they drew again and then I played in the replay at, um, and when he came back to, to Wrexham. He should have stuck in goal for the replay, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You mentioned Alan Fox, that there's some you know, players, real players who played a lot of games for Wrexham in your time, like Alan Fox oh, yeah, and McGowan. Uh, and there, there was Alan, uh, yeah. Ali, Ali McGowan. Mickey Metcalf uh, at front of the years, aren't they? Yeah, Alan McGowan, Arvin Griffiths, yeah, Little Arvin, he's my mate. Yeah. He was my best mate. He, he came to Wrexham back from Arsenal the day I got married. And um, ever since that, Arvin and I have been big mates, always were. I'm trying to think who else was there. There's plenty of Ali McGowan with Kevin Keelan in goal. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Kevin Keelan. We had Ali McGowan. We had Ronnie Barnes. Ronnie died a few years ago because Ronnie was from yeah. the same town as me, from Bolton. Ron Barnes, the winger. We had Mickey Metcalf. Of course, yeah, yeah. Hi. Clive Colbridge was the winger. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh jeez, I'd have to think. Uh, 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 Alid Owen. Oh. I like called Alid Owen. Alid was a winger, he played there as well. We had Peter Jones and Reg... Reg Peter Jones, ex-Manchester United. Reg Holland, ex-Manchester mm. United. And then we got Steve Fleet, the keeper as well, from Manchester mm. City. He came over. Was that Barnes's, do you think, Ken Barnes? in the past and helps you to bring in players. It was, like yeah, I mean, the yeah. lads came and played. And, and besides, I, it was a nice, I love Wrexham. I, I used to live in Acton. Uh, is Acton Village? I can't yes. remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Acton, yeah, it's not far from me. I, I, I think I still remember the real dress. It used to be about four Linn Road, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that effect I used to live. I can't remember any Acton there. I was over there, what was it, the first, uh, in 2005. Just as they got relegated, with um, they were playing Luton, I was at that game there. Uh, oh, yes, I'd sir. come over, uh, I hadn't been back to England for 30 years, and uh, I went up to Hartlepool's, where, you know, where I finished before yeah, I came yeah. out, and I bumped into Foxy, <laughs> Ken Simpkins, uh, Peter uh, Thompson, and who else, all ex-Rexham lads, yeah, they yeah. were all going down for the game against Luton, you must come, and then there was a lad who was running it, he said, oh, please come down, we'd love to see you there. So we all went on the pitch from the 50s upwards, up to sort of the, the, the 90s. 
I remember that, yes, yeah. Yeah, that was that game against yeah. Leeds, and we all went on it before the game, I think it was, yeah. The, um, but after Ken Barnes, I mean, well, the side got relegated. I was looking at the the book, and you scored a heck of a lot of goals in the season that you got relegated. That must be a frustrating view. Yeah, I know it was. It is all that like, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of those things, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we we you know we, we played some good football. We had some shocking results, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That was all. We we slipped up there. And then uh, Billy Morris came in as manager, but you you left. I wasn't there. I'd gone. Oh, I, I, yeah. I I left. Barnes, he was still manager, I think. Ken, ah. His assistant was Ken Roberts. Ken Roberts? Yes, yeah, yeah. It was Kenny Roberts, yeah. Ken was the assistant, and uh, I went to, uh, oh, who's that Welsh lad that managed Dartley Pools? Alvin Williams. Oh, Alvin, Alvin. Oh, yeah. Well, Alvin Williams, <laughs> yeah. he got me to sign for blowing uh, Hartley Pools, and then all of a sudden he buggered off, and he went somewhere else. Well, he ended up at Wrexham, and I, he's, he's died now. Has Alvin died? Yeah, about a year yeah. or so ago. But I, I went to, to interview him and that was an experience. That was a tally. Oh, he's a big Alvin. He's a big lad with Alvin. Yeah, yeah. The, all the books about him. All the mentions in the Wrexham yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when when you, you sent me that, you got me thinking about the lads. Tequin Jones. He's oh. always techie. Yeah, yeah. Tequin Jones, David Powell. <laughs> Skinny David. And, uh, <laughs> yes, as I was trying to think, we used to train around the corner in Mark Wheel somewhere, I think. Uh-huh. I think we had a training ground around there somewhere. Oh, but, uh, oh yeah, we had some good times. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Wrexham. I, I, I mm-hmm. found it a great place. You ended up with Brian Clough at Harvard, yes, wasn't it? I, it was through Cluffy that I finished up in South Africa. Oh, right. Because uh, he come to me, you know, he called me into his office one day at Harley Pools. He, uh, he said to me, Ernie, I'm, I'm leaving. I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, we had to call him boss. I said, where are you going, boss? He said, I'm going to Derby County. I've got the job there. I said, oh, shit. He said, well, don't worry, you're coming with me. Hmm? I said, what do you mean I'm coming with you? He said, don't do anything, I'm coming to buy you in two weeks' time. Because hmm. that season before, I topped the fourth division goal scorers that yeah, year. Yeah. And, you know, it was a lot through Cluffy, what he told me to do. Yeah, and yeah. I had a, a lot of respect for it. Uh, two weeks later, he came to the house, and he says to me, I've got some bad news for you. I said, what's that? He said, I can't afford you. Hmm. I said, what do you mean you can't afford me? I said they only paid about five or six thousand rand for me from Wrexham. Yeah. He says, no, uh, Hartlepool's want 26. I said, they want what? <laughs> he says, they want 26. I said, which stupid bastard has put that <laughs> price on my head? He says, me. <laughs> you. He says, I turned that down from Sheffield Wednesday last year when you were top of the goal scoring list. I said, you bastard. You know what I mean? You used to swear to him like that, but he, uh, he says... Uh, he said, Ernie, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't afford you. They're going to give me £8,000. Mm. So he went and bought John O'Hare from Sunderland oh, for 8000 yeah. quid. And that, and that was it. When, when I came over here, and then in 75, I was managing in the first division side here. Mm-hmm. I was playing occasionally then. And I went back and I went to see him. And he said, where are you? I said, you know where I am. He says, yeah, you're doing quite well, aren't you, out there in South Africa? Well, you bugger, you don't never miss a beat. I knew he knew what was going on. <laughs> But he, he was sat there at half past ten in the morning with a blooming big cigar in his hand and a tumbler of whiskey, like, you know, half a, half a bottle in it. <laughs> and he said, this beats Hartley Pools, doesn't it? I said, you're telling me you beat Hartley <laughs> But I said to myself, I'm looking for guest players for my team in, in uh, South Africa. And he says, well, I've got nobody here that's big enough name for you. He said, but watch me next year, I'll win the league. And that we did in 1976. He won the league and it was 75 hours there. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, but that was yeah. He was brilliant. I mean, he, 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 his way of getting players to do what he wanted him to do was unreal. Yeah, he yeah. had the ability to know who to shout at mm. and the ability to know who to pat on the back all the time. Mm -hmm. he, he still got the same result. It's funny, I just been reading a biography of his, him, about halfway yeah. through it, and it's, it's, it's one thing surprised me, it said that um, uh, while he was at Hartlepool, Peter Taylor went for an interview at Wrexham, which Clough didn't know about, and it all yeah. fell through when Clough found out and went crazy. That's it's right. Well, well, Taylor was actually the brains, believe yeah. it or not. Taylor was the brains and Cloughy was the mouthpiece. Yeah, yeah. But Cloughy was no duck egg. No yeah. duck egg at all wasn't Cloughy. He knew what he was talking about. He said, I didn't score all my goals by standing outside the box. He says, you get in that six-yard box. He says, the goalkeeper will drop it, you'll tap it in. He said, I don't care if you, you don't score for ten weeks. You still keep getting in that box. And he was right. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. And Cluffy was burnt. He, he knew how to do things. I had a lot of time for the man. Yeah, yeah. And when I'd started coaching over here, and I, and I used a lot of his methods, it worked. Well, there you go. There'll be another Dragon Talk in about a week's time. I'm just standing at the race course, the size of the pitch, after the Eastwood game, watching all sorts of peculiar characters. There's a th that record attempt, the most people dancing to Thriller at one time. It makes a change in watching lots of peculiar characters on the pitch during the match, doesn't it? Oh, well. I'm Mark Rivers from the Rexham Sports Association Football Commentary, and that was possibly the lamest end to a podcast I've ever been responsible for. This is Dragon Talk.